0: have a collect call from an inmate at the Washington Correctional Center. To accept the call, press 5. There's nothing like waking up to the sound of clacking and buzzing as the doors crack in the morning after count clears. Waking up to the reality of life in prison. For some, it is just a stop along their journey, a milepost, an experience. For others, it is a revolving door, in and out, in and out. And that's their way of life, stuck in the cycle, pulling and eating away at them. And then for some, it becomes their destination as the hammer came down and that judge issued them a death sentence. The slow way, by way of life in prison. This is The Life of a lifer. by Taylor Conway. Keep on walking. and welcome to another edition of Life of a Lifer, brought to you by Design Conviction. My name is Salty Candace. Today, we are talking with Jim Fusel. We spoke with Jim three months ago about Domino Deeds, a Pay It Forward initiative that he created. Jim was gracious enough to send several paintings to us here at Design Conviction, and we have helped to distribute some of them locally here in Washington State. If you would like to have your own Jim Fusel paintings, Please go to our website, designconviction.com, and click on the Featured Artists tab. There you will find Domino Deeds and all the information you will need in order to participate in this Pay It Forward movement. Art changes lives. Jim aims to do it one painting at a time. Jim is housed in the Marion, Ohio Correctional Institution, the largest hotspot of coronavirus cases in the country. No other state has reported as many cases of COVID-19 behind bars as Ohio, in large part because no other states have tested as many inmates as Ohio has. As of Thursday, April 23rd, at least 12 Ohio inmates have died from COVID-19 and almost 3,800 have tested positive. Jim has tested positive for the virus. His first symptom was a rash on his lower extremities. Now he is feeling the full effects of the virus. In this interview, Jim relates to us his experience with how the prison that he is located in is dealing with the spread of the COVID-19 virus, the panic that the inmates are enduring, and his wishes for people to take this virus seriously. All right, hello, Jim. Thank you for joining us again today. How are you feeling?
1: Thank you, Kansas, for allowing me to take part in another segment of Life of a Lifer. Most people hope that they can avoid symptoms of the virus. I have gone through the incredible shakes, entire body aches that basically feel like I have been beaten with a baseball bat, headaches, even my eye sockets hurt. One of the most annoying symptoms is zero energy. But so far, I have not had the breathing problem. I'm not a diabetic nor obese or any underlying medical issues like COPD. What would you like to share with us today? Well, this virus is here. It is everywhere. I know that there are no how-to-to manuals to explain what we should do during a pandemic. People made decisions on what to do. Many found it easier to simply ignore the risk. All experts tell us that environments with a high density of humans packed together are at high risk of becoming infected. This includes nursing homes, jails, juvenile centers and prisons. Here in Ohio, there are many missed opportunities. We had infected staff. They participated in a pizza party for one of their fellow officers. Then then that cluster of people spread out and affected other areas of the prison. They sorted and handled our, our mail. The virus stays on paper for three days. Some of those affected staff handled our paper dinner bags. All 2,470 prisoners received the bags. Even today, every two out of four correctional officers do not have their masks covering their faces. The National Guard had been total professionals and courteous. They keep their faces covered with masks, protective eyewear, gloves, and every area of the above skin is covered. The Ohio Department of Rehabilitation and Correction has not been totally transparent. Some in the department still tried to say that we prisoners brought the virus inside Marion Correctional Institution, yet none of us left the prison grounds. As of Saturday, 160 staff at MCI have tested positive. 26 of those have recovered. One has died. It might be noteworthy to keep in mind the officer that died. He was the person that worked in a control room, handing out keys and radios to all the other staff. The potential for widespread infection was soon recognized. That's just crazy.
0: Now, are you being treated by any medical staff?
1: No. The ODRC tells the news that 95% of those affected are not showing any symptoms. It should be noted that men who did report symptoms were placed in the hole with not even a bedroll, Meaning no blanket, no sheets, no pillow, no nothing. No medical help, no access to JPay, or even the phone to contact their families. Yet the whole also had men housed there for disciplinary rule violations, yet those men were permitted phone and JPEG access. Many begged for death. Four MCI prisoners have died so far. None went to the none want to be moved into a place where misery is amplified.
0: What is the stress level like? How are all the inmates handling this?
1: Every time the phone rings, guys panic. They're already miserable, yet Deputy Warden says this has some political has become political, so they have to look like they were doing something. So naturally, ODRC is allowing bed moves to take place, even though all other civilizations know that quarantine and isolation mean absolutely no movement. You can't fix stupid. The stress level is through the roof. God, I believe it.
0: Now, can you share with us what safety measures were put into place when this all started there?
1: Well, first of all, they canceled all the inmate visits. Then they started taking temperatures, although some never even got a high temperature. The prison director issued an order that we could wear a mask, but lower-ranked staff here said we could not wear a mask. About two weeks in, we were told to stand six feet apart in line, in the chow hall, yet we sat 18 inches apart in the chow hall at a table for over an hour while we ate our meal. Early on, it was difficult to find staff who would wear face mask coverings.
0: Crazy. Well, now that the virus has taken a hold of the entire prison there, how are you guys being treated?
1: With 2028 known positives of prisoners here at MCI, now with the blatant cross contamination of the other 442 negatives. Many of them are showing symptoms. It seems the goal is to contaminate everyone. Indifference seems to be rampant here. Hmm.
0: Now, the National Guard has been brought in to help. How have things changed since they have taken charge?
1: Like I stated earlier, they have been professionals. I just hope they don't allow others here to compromise their health. Businesses feel they can trust the National Guard. The State Highway Patrol has been here for force as well. Counts and everything else run more efficient with the National Guard, but even they cannot force MCI staff to wear masks and gloves. Are there
0: efforts being made to start the process of thoroughly cleaning and disinfecting the prison?
1: No, the news media have been misled. ODRC claims cleaning crews are working diligently to combat the virus. We can't even get bleach. It is filthy. We can't even get our laundry washed.
0: Yeah, would you say that the efforts made by the staff there were implemented properly?
1: Absolutely not. On Easter Sunday, certain officials here attempted to move 107 guys to the gymnasium where there was only one toilet, one sink, and no shower. Easter Sunday was the anniversary of the Lucasov riot that jumped off in 1993. The seemed officials were attempting another uprising on purpose.
0: What would you like to tell our listeners about this virus in prison populations?
1: Only three of Ohio's prisons have been hammered by this virus. The deputy warden admits that lawsuits will be filed. Many top level officials need to step down for be removed. here in Ohio. The governor has declared a overcrowding emergency, yet he refuses to release any violent offenders in Ohio. There are thousands who have spent decades behind their eligibility for relief. Anyone in Ohio is sentenced to 15, 20, 30, or 40 years to life. Those laws mean absolutely nothing. This is blatant, apparent, when the Ohio Pro Board, the legislators, and now even the Governor DeWine, all say those people are not getting out. Ohio needs to modify all sentences to reflect life without possibility of parole. When experts identify lifers as are least likely to reoffend and most employable, yet even during a pandemic and overcrowding emergency, it is sad that more prisoners have died than prisoners granted release by the Ohio Governor DeWine from clemency. When a family member attempts to phone the prison 86 times and no one answers, that is a problem. Officials at MCI and PCI and the state's prison medical center, FMC, have all been reckless and incompetent. They seem to find prisoners' lives irrelevant. It is sickening how officials view anyone behind bars. Each could have learned a lot from how other countries deal with their convicted, especially Germany. I hope the frail, the compromised, the young people will wear the masks, and, the masks and gloves. In the end, I can only pray that hot spots like here at MCI can turn into hope for anybody and perhaps save someone's life. Thank you for your time. I am Jim Fusell, and I wish you all the best.
0: Yeah, Jim, we know you're not feeling very well, and we thank you for taking the time to talk with us today. Your input is greatly appreciated, and we thank you for all that you've done through Domino Deeds and for being a contributor to Design Conviction. Our thoughts and prayers are with you all at Marion, Ohio Correctional. And take care, my friend.
1: I will. Thank you very much.